This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Strangers and Aliens, episode 136. Strangers and Aliens, summer movie series. X-Men Days of Future Past, Guardians of the Galaxy, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Hello and welcome back to Strangers and Aliens, podcast about science fiction and faith and Christianity and fantasy and just all sorts of fun stuff. I'm Ben Avery and I've been joined by my two friends. One is a doctor, the other is not. I'll let the doctor go ahead and, and introduce himself first. Okay, I guess that's me. I'm Dr. Jace. <laughs> And the other? <laughs> uh, how do you follow that up? Hi, I'm I'm Steve McDonald. Yeah, see, that's how you follow that up. Because this way, there was no like confusion. confusion. It was just straight out, you know, and and didn't have to even rehearse it. You guys just knew who I was talking about. So, yeah, well, I'm not a doctor, so exactly, didn't even have to be rehearsed. And I knew who I was, and I wasn't introducing myself. So, so we are here. To talk about some stuff, science fiction and fantasy. Let's start with the fantasy, shall we? And there's really in in today's episode, there's only one real fantasy, and that is fantasy football. That's right, wow. exactly, it's, exactly. So, I mean, so, so last year, I I started a league, and I was hoping that the other podcasters would get involved, and I was actually shocked that both Ben and Steve said yes because i've asked ben in the past and he always said no and then then the other a lot of other podcasters got involved last year and even more this year so ben why don't you tell everyone who's all involved well here's who's involved this year there's basically uh kind of four sets of people but there's so much gray area i mean it doesn't have to be but um the people from Strangers and Aliens are obviously involved, and that's Dr. Jason, Steve, and myself. But then we also have the people from the Comic Book Time Machine. That's Daniel, Matt, and myself. And we also have the people from Welcome to Level 7. That's Daniel and me. And we also have one of the guys from the Sci-Fi Christian. That's Matt. And we have one of the guys from the Green Screen Podcast. That's BJ. And then we have... Oh, no, it's both the guys from the Green Screen Podcast, BJ and Kobe. And then we have a guy from the Geek This Podcast, David Hunt. Now, I just listed off more people than they're actually playing because, like I said, there's so much there, – there's people from other you – know, from multiple podcasts. So if you split it out into um, you know partners and, – and I'm, I'm totally going to do this because that's the only way I can do any good in this this year is if, if I have a – if I latch on to a partner – um, and we have the, um, you have the welcome to level seven podcast team. That's me. My team is the guardians, the six, one, six guardians, uh, and welcome to level seven. That's Daniel's team. Then you have the, um, the strangers and aliens duo, and that's Steve with his team, which is the, uh, what's your team, Steve, the strangers, strangers and, aliens? and yeah. aliens. And then Dr. Jace is the Wolverines. Which could be a sports reference or could be a comic book reference. I'm going to go ahead and it's, just say it's a comic it's, book reference. It's both. Okay. It's both. Okay. As long, <laughs> I'll, I'll go with both. I was just going to stick with a comic book one. Then you also have the green screen podcast. That's BJ uh, McElrath and Kobe Radcliffe. And BJ's team is the Starling City Arrows. Their podcast is about the Arrow TV show. So that's why. And Kobe's team is the Tannehills Have Eyes, which... 
I, I don't even think he got that player, but I think he just wanted to use that name so he could, I, I think he just thought of it one day and said, that sounds good. Yeah. I don't think he cares about the player. I think he cares about the name more than that. Uh, and then you have the Sci-Fi Christian and Geek This uh, team up, and that's the Midgard Mag- Manglers, that's Matt, and the Coast City Lanterns, that's uh, David Hunt. So lots of different podcasters from lots of different places who are going to be talking about fantasy football and so, maybe a little smack talking. Um, well, so real quick, <laughs> before we move on to the actual topic of the day, uh, Steve, who's your pick to win? If you're looking at the teams and you had to pick one team, who would you pick? Oh, it, it would be it would be the Wolverines. Really, that's great because I was going to say the Wolverines too. <laughs> that's my team. I think it's unanimous. I don't think we even have to play this this season. Why don't we just give the trophy to you? I, I, I'm up with that. But, <laughs> so, Ben, who do you think is going to finish dead last? I probably will. <laughs> what? <laughs> It'll probably be me, I'm guessing. I, just no, from my – uh, you know, I, I'm trying this year. I actually messed around with my, my lineup before we started this first first round, this first matchup. I'm losing right now. I'm wa- actually – got that window up on my my browser because that's what we were talking about just before we started recording and i'm watching uh daniel's score lighting up and moving up slightly yeah but i'll be honest you're you're still in good shape because right now his quarterback is still not doing that well he's doing okay but if he sticks around there you're good You, you still have a chance well we'll see We'll see. This is only my second year doing it, and I'm still I still feel like I'm learning the ropes. But I do feel more confident, just in not not more confident I'm going to win, but more confident that I know what I'm doing. <laughs> so yeah, this is this is my second year in. I didn't even know there were ropes. Yeah, so, yeah, okay, yeah. You got to learn those ropes, man. And you're, and you're up on me there. Yeah. Yep. Rope number one. Rope number two. And rope number Matt, Q. Matt Anderson just took a a. a bigger lead over David Hunt. So, wow. so anyways, you know, so, my, my, my big thing this week was I found the perfect graphic for my team because I found a graphic that was probably the only science fiction graphic that had anything to do with football. Plus see if you guys can guess it. Plus, um, the lead character in this thing, um, Plays when football goes, in a movie? Well, he does, but when he goes to another planet, he is both a stranger and an alien on that planet. Yeah, you know, I don't have to guess because I, I clicked Gordon. on Flash it. Flash Gordon, yeah. you got it. Flash Gordon, so I got the Flash Gordon logo as my strangers and aliens thing. I changed my team name. Last year I was the Caprica Buccaneers. And I changed my team name this year because I was looking at the, the different graphics and saw that there's this whole set of, of Guardians of the Galaxy graphics. So I grabbed one that it's a picture of Groot and it says Guardians. And I'm just like, oh, there's my team name, I guess, because I like the picture. I'm actually glad that you did that, because whenever I heard of the Caprica Buccaneers, I've never watched the show Caprica. In fact, the only thing I know about Caprica, other than that it's part of Battlestar Galactica, is that uh, on Netflix, for the longest time, the cover of Caprica was this girl kind of not really clothed and like holding a napple or something. I can't even remember. Yeah. It's remember. like half the girl. I, and she has like a spine hanging out of her, her kind of naked torsos out your, I don't remember exactly. Yeah. What, I just remember that she's like looking over her shoulder and that's the only thing I know about Caprica. Cause whenever we go through Netflix, we try to go through that one real quick. 
So whenever I saw your name, I always see that logo. And I, I'm just like, well, Ben doesn't look anything like that woman. So um. <laughs> <laughs> on a good day, I don't. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, so what about what? Well, my, about, what? I was going to say my new say, graphic ties into our topic. Yes, exactly. Go ahead. Yeah, our, our, our new, my new graphic ties into our topic. We've got three things we're going to be talking about today because we've been waiting to get together to be able to talk about these things. Uh, and one of them, <laughs> I mean, actually, yeah, one of these came out beginning of the summer and then one came out toward the middle and then one came out just a few weeks ago. And those are the three films in our summer movie series that we haven't had a chance to really talk about. And one of them is X-Men, Days of Future Past. The other is Guardians of the Galaxy. And finally, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Turtles are heroes in a half shell. Turtle power. <laughs> so I I don't know. I was thinking we should just go ahead and go in chronological order when they came out. So we'd end with Mutant Ninja Turtles and start with X-Men. End with mutants. Begin with mutants. Okay. Well, let me, give, let me ask you guys a question before we get started. I want three scores. I want... Um, what your top, what your scores were are for the movies, but I don't want to know what movie the score is for. So, for instance, you might give a seven to all the movies. That would make it pretty easy to figure out. Yeah, that'd out. be pretty simple. <laughs> but, but I'd like to know what your scores of the movies are, but don't tell me what um, uh, which movie belongs to the score. Hmm. That's going to be difficult because I've only seen one of them. Well, but that. Uh, that's still going to make make it part of the guessing game. You'll have to guess which yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah? All right. Yeah. Are you doing it too, Dr. Jason? <clears throat> yeah, I'll do it. Okay. So, Steve, what's your one score? Um, okay. I'm going to, like, assume the best or assume that these movies are going to be, like, how I Im- imagine them. So No, no. Just, my... do the, just rate the movie you've seen. Just, give us, just give us the one. Hell no. Does he know what one you've I seen? I, I don't. I don't know which one you've seen. Okay. Uh, okay. Don't tell me. I'm not supposed to tell you. No. Oh, tell no, us the number, not the name. I was going to say the number. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Ready. Ready. Yeah. Tron. Oh, I gave you the movie. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, I did the wrong thing. That was a joke. I was just joking. Oh. <laughs> You forgot the, the you forgot the rim shot on the drums there. That the was, number I'm going to give you is seven point five. Seven out of ten. Five out of ten. Okay. All right. So nice. and Ben, what what are your numbers? Okay. Um. This is hard. But uh, okay, I'm I'm, I'm going to give you a a nine, a seven point five, and a seven. Okay. And what are you giving I'm gonna, us? I'm going to give you a ten. Oh wow. Okay. Eight and a six point eight. A six point eight. Six point eight. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Okay. Ten, eight, and six point eight. And and you may be surprised on how that plays out. I I just might. Okay. Because I'm trying to figure out what would get a ten because that's pretty much perfect. Yeah. So okay, seven point five from Steve. What do you think that is? Who? Which, what? Which movie of the three did he see? Um, well, I don't know. My guess is if it's 7.5. Yeah, that's what I'm ba- basing my guess on is the number. Um, but I'm also trying to think like Steve thinks. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I think that 
there's a part of me that thinks he he might have went and seen Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but at the same time, I think he might have seen Guardians, and then maybe he marked it down because of the language. Um, so, but I'm going to go with Turtles. I'm going to go with Turtles for seven point five. And I'm going to go with Guardians because I'm pretty sure he hasn't seen Turtles because I, I don't think that was one on his radar that he even wanted to see. Uh, but X Men. I think he wanted to see that. I'm trying to remember, but I'm, I'm going to go with Guardians for that. So, Steve, who mm-hmm. got this? What got the 7.5 from you? Guardians of the Galaxy. All right. And you're right. A lot of it was for the language. Um, it's it was kind of a shame. I, I sort of wanted to bring my my son to it. He's 13, but I think it's just you know we don't use <laughs> that type of language around him. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, there was a lot of. Um, Let's just say uh, uh, imagery, <laughs> colorful um, metaphors, colorful metaphors, yeah. uh, things like that. Which you know, I I just I he's thirteen and yeah, he's out in the world and he hears this stuff all the time. But I don't know if I want to be the one that you know takes him and I, you know we watched the uh, the Green Lantern movie and I thought it would be a, a nice you know pickup for the whole family. It was PG thirteen. I figured it was mostly for you know comic action, violent type stuff. Um, and we put it in and, and they're like using words that are nasty, nasty words. I had to shut it all down. I didn't even know. I hadn't seen it before. I thought it was just like, it was, you know, a $5 movie bin type thing. And I was like, this is, this is sad. You can't, you can't take your son or your daughter to, to see these movies. You know, I, I I've taken them to Spider-Man and Superman and, and stuff like that. But you know, here's something that's it's licensed at McDonald's or whatever. You know, you can buy the toys and everything, and it has language that you don't want your kids using. So, yeah. why? But, yeah, why bring a lot of body books? part language in there, but it wasn't yeah. a surprise. I mean, it was in the trailer. You were you were seeing him flip the bird in the trailer, and then they 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 changed it, one it of the words, edited, but it was, yeah. But you knew it wasn't going to be edited in the movie. I thought it was going to be like that in the movie. Oh, I didn't. I mean, I, I pretty much knew what to expect from the trailer. Yeah, I, I pretty much knew that they were trying to position it as a more grown-up fair versus Avengers. But so okay, so I did a then, nine and a seven and a seven point five. Okay, so Ben, I'm gonna guess um, a seven and seven point five. I'm gonna go that you have Guardians down as a nine. And um, do you want me to guess the other ones too right now? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna guess you went X Men seven point five and Turtle seven. Steve, what do you think? So it's a nine, a seven point five, and a seven. Yeah. I'm thinking Guardians nine, X Men seven point five, Turtle seven. Okay. Yep. You're right. Wow. Okay. Yep. You both got right. it. And then mine. Guess mine. It's that 10 that throws me for a loop. I can't tell if that 10 would be for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because it actually, you, you love the franchise so much and it actually was good. Or if that would be a 6.8 because you love the franchise so much and it was bad. Um, <laughs> I can't really see X-Men being a 10 for you. I could see X-Men being an 8. I could also see it being a 6.8. But... I don't know. I'm so I'm just gonna have to just just guess. And so I'm gonna say the ten goes to Guardians, the six point eight goes to X Men, and the eight goes to Turtles. 
Okay. Steve, what about you? Um, I think uh, X-Men got the 8 and Turtles got the 6.8. <clears throat> All right. Steve is correct. Wow. X-Men got Steve's 8 and funny. Turtles got 6.8? Yes. Rats. Okay. Yes. So, so in, in my opinion, just to kind of give a quick um, kind of rundown, the Guardians of the Galaxy, I had no expectation I knew they were positioning it as being different, but I, I literally I, I hadn't had any time to really hear any reviews. I just knew I'd seen the trailer. I went in with very little expectation, and it was the most fun theater experience I've had since Lord of the Rings. Um, and what I mean by that is I usually don't like watching movies in a large audience. I like to go earlier in the opening day where I'm the only one in the theater. Um but this one, it just happened to be the right crowd that all, you, the, the, the humor just would burst out and people – it just was a corporate fun experience that I have – you know, I can only think of a handful of my time that I, of all movies I've ever seen where I've had a, that type of corporate experience. But a perfect 10. Yeah. That's, you know, I, I mean that's high, high, high praise there. I would say now, you know, I would have to say that – if I watched it again, I'd probably mark it down for the language because I did find it fairly ex- excessive. But I think that I'm riding high the, the, the shock and surprise of how good. I mean, it, to me, it did feel kind of like when I first saw Star Wars or something along that lines. I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. It just, I really enjoyed it and I liked the potential in it. I'm going to go back and watch it again and knock it down to like a 8.8 or a 9 or something like that. But just it was the what, – what puts it up there is it was the best theater experience I've had in many years. Wow. It was just fun. I mean it was who – I went with my with my family and we. it's very – my wife was there and all my – my brother's wife was there and my mom was there and then my brother's uh, – current um, girlfriend was there my other brother and it was the first time in forever that we all saw a movie that we just really enjoyed and, and my, Erica's like what is this I don't want to go see this <laughs> and I look over and she's just you know bowled over laughing so it was this corporate experience that I had to be able to experience with my family which I think also colors my, my grade a little bit fair enough yeah that sounds good um, uh, X, X-Men um, you know, you guys know I love the X-Men franchise. I love X-Men 1 and X-Men 2. Couldn't stand Last Stands or uh, Wolverine Origins. Uh, I, I did like First Class, and I actually did like uh, The Wolverine. Um, and this one, I felt they did a very good job of tying it together, and I'm hoping it will really steer it in a really good direction because I was really not happy with Last Stand because up until that point, X-Men was arguably arguably my favorite franchise up until they ruined it. Um, wow. So I thought they did a good job. It was not a perfect movie. I didn't, and there was some things that I could have, you know, but but I overall enjoyed it. We'll talk a about lot. Turtles in a moment, though, because I really want to get your – I want to get your focused – the attention on turtles here where you're not just explaining yeah. your grade. Um, but I, yeah, with, with guardians of the galaxy, I gave it a nine, uh, because it's not perfect. And yeah. I, I actually was kind of disappointed at first when I, I, I saw it twice in, in one weekend there. 
I saw it opening night and I saw it on a, a morning show or something like that. Um, on Monday, I think it was, but, uh, I, the second time I saw it, I enjoyed it a lot more than the first time. My problem were all, it was story problems. Um, don't you just hate mm-hmm. story problems when you're taking this yeah. test and you get to the story <laughs> problems? Um, I, I was, uh, for me, it was, it was the story problems. It was the, the, just kind of the weakness of the motivation of the villains. Um, and, and just some issues where I'm just watching and I'm just thinking, well, why did it go that way? Why couldn't, why didn't it just go that way? You know? And, and why is this villain, you know, you have, uh, the, the girl from, uh, or the, the woman rather from, from Dr. Who, um, I can't remember her name right now, but Pond. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. And she was just a waste. She was a waste. She had so much potential as an actor, but you, you just didn't get to see it really. And you, you, because there just wasn't the opportunity and it didn't have to be that way. And there's all these complicated relationships with, with who's hiring who for what. And it was needlessly complicated. It could have been very, 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 very simple where it was just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm out to get this because I want it, you know? Um, but those are kind of those things that I'm t- bringing up. They're minor, they're minor nitpicks. It was a fun experience of a movie and it, it definitely is an experience movie. It is, you know, you go, you sit down, you laugh, you enjoy these crazy characters you've never seen before. And, and there's some, there's some emotional moments too. Um, the, the opening scene with, uh, with, um, star Lord's, uh, mother, you know, there's there, that was tender and some of the stuff with Groot, you know, they were able to really use him and emote with him. And it reminded me of some of those puppet characters that would show up in like the never ending story or, <laughs> um, you know, or, or labyrinth or something like that, where, they're puppets, but you care, you know, and, right. and this was, he was able to do more than a puppet could because of the CGI and the CGI didn't feel like CGI, uh, for the most part, the CGI didn't feel like CGI. There were a few times where human characters would turn into CGI to do certain things. And it just felt kind of awkward. It felt like a little bit like the first Spider-Man movie where, but in the first Spider-Man movie it was done on purpose. And in this, they were it was just a limitation of what they were doing. Right. So, but as far as X-Men goes, um, I also, man, I was expecting a far more out of that movie. And the more I get away from it, the more I want to see it again, but I don't feel as good about it when I first saw it. Okay. So I, for me, it was a victory because it wasn't last stands. Oh no. man. Well, and, and let's face it, Dr. Jace, Picard, he's there, man. Oh, I know. He, well, him and Ian McKellen, they, they, they up whatever film they're in, they up it a couple notches. And, and I'm not going to spoil the final scene here. I'm not sure how far into spoilers we actually want to get. I think my, maybe we might want to just stay away from them since we're talking about three movies here. But the final scene, I'm talking about like the epilogue scene, not the end credits uh, tag scene, which we could probably talk about in a moment here, but. Um, the final scene with Wolverine walking through a place, it was, <laughs> I loved it. Oh, I, 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 I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to say much. Yeah. 
he actually did a little bit more than walking. He kind of did a little bit of a, a skip step too. No, I'm just kidding. But um, <laughs> it was like the singing. I love rain. that. Doctor Jason did that. Did that give you warm fuzzies? That final quite scene fr- there. Quite frankly, I can't remember what you're talking about. Uh, I, I don't want to spoil it because it is a special thing. But it, you know, it kind are of. You about, are you talking about when he gets visited by the other two? I'm talking about the very, very, very end when he wakes up. And and he's he's in the uh, familiar surroundings, and it was just it basically sets up the the new timeline. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, that was really cool. That that what it did was pretty much with that. I mean, it, I don't know how much you want to get into, it, but what it does is Brett Ratner's last stand. We can just crumple it up, throw it away, and pretend it does not exist. Yeah. Well, I mean. There's a lot that doesn't exist, but at the same time, it all still kind of does. They kind of did the Star Trek thing. Yeah, it, it reset. I mean, I, I thought it was brilliant with what Singer did to be able to take this new class and tie it in and then um, and kind of give us a fresh start depending on where they want to go with it. Right. So now it, what's interesting, though, is because we see that um, the next movie I, I heard is taking place in the 80s. And so... I think we're going to be seeing a lot more new mutants that we haven't seen before um, because I don't think they're going to try and use some of this. I don't think they're going to try and use the, the, the Brian Singer X-Men actors much more other than maybe Wolverine. Well, I think, yeah, I think Wolverine is like, I think he's, he, I think they're talking about only doing two more movies and doing them back to back so that uh, Hugh Jackman doesn't have to do that insane workout to keep that body. <laughs> yeah <laughs> which i have to say that was the one thing i could have done without i didn't need to see as much of that body as we did yeah yeah i was actually kind of surprised by that I'm like, well what? honestly not the not what you're talking about with you jackman but that is part of what takes away a little bit from my grade was and we saw it before but with mystique i mean there's very little left the imagination with Mystique and, and, and with her, her makeup. And it's been that way since the first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but for some reason it felt a little more, I don't know if invasive is the right word. In fact, I know it's not the right word, but it just felt a little more in your face or something. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it just, it, it, it maybe it's, maybe it's the digital compared to what the original was filmed on. Maybe, and maybe, and, and maybe it is partly even because they were able to use more, um, digital uh, work to make her body move in ways that human bodies cannot move. Um, she she had some martial art moves that that go beyond uh, human physics, and, and right. you get into comic book physics a little bit with her. So, so um, yeah, I, I I enjoyed it. If I watched again, I might you know I don't, I'm not quite sure. I um, of course I always love Patrick Stewart. I mean, it's hard. It, Patrick Stewart could be in a Yellow Pages commercial, and I'd probably give it at least a six point five or seven if he's just <laughs> reading the phone book. Nice. And and he did a good job here. And the scene, and it's in the trailer. It plays out differently in the movie than it does in the trailer. But when they come face to face, so to speak, there that was great. The two Professor X's um, played off each other well, and. Um, yeah, and all the goodwill I had for 
first class um, was was ported over to this movie, but I was expecting more because of first class. I was expecting it to be perfect, and instead it was just really good, if that makes any sense. Yeah. So. Makes sense. All right. So we got a third movie here. <laughs> yes. And you give it a seven. Steve, Steve hasn't seen it, and I give it a 6.8. Uh, are you surprised? Because I'm a little surprised by your score. I expected it to be either lower or or higher. I didn't expect it to be so much in the middle here. That's why I think I said that you had the eight for Turtles. But yeah, um, are you surprised by how high my score is? Not really. Okay. I can. I. I, I mean, we're we're very identical in our scores. Yeah, I'm surprised. That actually is probably the biggest surprise for me. <laughs> yeah, I so. think you know if there was no other turtle movie to compare it to my score might even be higher um because i i don't i didn't feel like he wrecked it like he did transformers because transformers i just i haven't seen the newest one i'd like to see it i don't know why i keep going back it's like a unhealthy relationship i keep going back to michael bay's transformer but well did you hear our our, our review of transformers no, I'm, I'm purposely staying away from it until it's on Netflix. Okay, well, I'm going to give you one line, and it doesn't spoil anything for you. The newest Transformers movie is the best of the Transformers movies. Okay. If you're yeah. only going to see one, see that one. But it's basically taking the greatest hits of of the movies and saying, hey, we're going to put them all together in one and take away the things that people hated. Well, good. So. Well, I look forward to it. I always want to do it because I, I always like the Dinobots and all that stuff. But back to Turtles... Um, I en- I enjoyed it. In fact, um, I I think there were a couple words here and there, but they weren't the hardcore words. So I think people were saying it was a little bit more family friendly. Although I guess it depends on your definition. Because somebody was trying to argue that it should be PG, and I'm like, you obviously don't have kids because it should be PG thirteen. Yeah, but um, I think the comparison for family friendly is with Transformers. May- yeah, maybe. Um, but I think some of them were like, oh, you can take your your little ones too. And I'm like, no, that's a little bit too far. But um, I enjoyed it. I thought it wasn't as bad as I feared. It wasn't as good as it could have been. Um, and the reason why I say that is because the, of the other Turtles movies, I would place this as a solid third. What I mean by that is um, I think my favorite one is the original uh and I know some people didn't like the original because they thought it was too dark for Turtles. Well, that's what the comic books were like. And I really enjoyed that first one. And TMNT, the the actual animated film, would be number two with a very, very close. Because when it came out, I was debating whether it was better than the first one or not. And I, I just – the sentimental favorites of the first one, I, I can't remove. And the reason why – you can change bad guys. You can do add little things here and there. But there's a reason why – those in my mind are the two best stories that they've told. And that is because in those films, they highlight one of the biggest character arcs of the whole franchise. And that is the relationship between Leonardo and Raphael. Whenever you have a strong relationship, it's kind of like the Cyclops and Wolverine or the Superman and Batman. When you have the leader versus the anti-hero, um, the one who is kind of the mature one and the one who's probably the strongest one. That always tells a really good story. And I felt like in, in this one, they they hinted at it, but it wasn't really a, a huge – in fact, I thought it was going to be. Yeah, it felt like it was going to go that direction. And that's why I was a little disappointed because 
Raphael is going to kind of, you know, this is in the in the, even in the trailer, he's going to go help his brothers. And then I think I was thinking that was going to be like the big art. And then it just didn't quite happen that way. And it was kind of felt like they built up this big thing and then killed the suspense very quickly. And he didn't really, I mean, it, it was a little bit dis- disappointing with how they handled that a little bit. Um, so in my mind, had they capitalized on that a little bit more, uh, it, it could have definitely gotten a couple more points out of me. Yeah. I went in with such low, 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 low expectations to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that they're really, I, I think when I walked out of the theater, there was really no way they could fail because they're going to hit my expectations, even if it's wow. like so bad. I laughed though. That's the thing. You know, a lot of it had to do with the experience, not necessarily with the crowd, but I'm sitting there watching the movie and I have only one thing is in my mind when it starts. And that is, is Dr. J's going to like this? You know, that's, I'm just wondering. I mean, that's the only thing I'm thinking. I'm thinking I'm going to hate this, but I, because I already know I'm going to hate this. It's okay. I'm going to watch it and just wonder to myself, Dr. J's like that. Did Dr. J's like that? (laughs) But then I started getting drawn in and I started laughing at the jokes and the characters, you know, they are, they're CGI, but they felt, they didn't feel bad. You know, they didn't feel like bad CGI or anything like that. And as I was watching and, and laughing and I'm just thinking to myself, this is still pretty stupid, but I'm actually kind of enjoying myself here. And the plot, it didn't make any, it didn't make a lick of sense. It did yeah, not. There, I mean, there, it, there, there were several things in there that I'm kind of like, what? And you know, also, they basically, you know, Michael Bay is producing the film because they made Shredder look like a Transformer. Oh, totally, totally. But you know what they didn't do? They That's didn't that. make they didn't make Megan Fox look like a pinup. She actually was wearing yeah, but, clothes. Well, but partially is that was because That's a good she thing, was though. pregnant. She was pregnant during that. She was oh. in the early stages of being pregnant in that. In that. Well, moment. congratulations to her. Um, but there, I mean, there's one scene where, where Will Arnett is, is checking out her, her lower half. And, you know, that was the one time where they actually did objectify her as a woman and as a shapely woman. But other than that, she's actually there with a career and with a career that ties into the plot. So she matters to the plot, you know, and this is, I'm not going to put this in the pantheon of strong female role models, but it almost feels like they were trying to go for that. And her last name is O'Neill. That's true. That's true. Is it spelled correctly for you? No, but that's just because all of our ancestors couldn't read. So they all spelled them wrong. We're all, we all come from the same people. Um, (laughs) That does mean, it means champion or king of kings is what O'Neill means. But uh, anyways, um, you know, I really enjoyed it. What I was happy about is I was hoping that the movie would be okay and make a good amount of money so that they would have a chance to make more. So I'm hoping that they can build off the success of the first one and improve as they go along. Yeah. And I, I have a feeling that you, you'd be looking at that story arc of, of Raph and Leo um, in their conflict. I think you'd be seeing that in the second movie if, if they yeah. do one. Yeah, no, I hope so because um, that's the best. That's when the turtles at their best, when you have those two going at it. And then you have Mikey is kind of like the, the, comic relief and Don Tello is the smart, the smart one. And 
here's the other thing you, you're bringing up the those those personality traits this is one of the first times where I actually felt like these were all different characters and I could follow who each one was. And cause I get confused with their names and stuff, even with the colors, I still get confused um, because they always are identical, you know, except yeah, for the, the, the color and, yeah, and even yeah. now with this though, you had different body types. You had yeah. the different personalities were very, very evident far more than in like that original cartoon where they all were kind of, you know, party doofuses, but not really, you know, Mikey, especially, but, um, and I actually found myself liking each one of them for being that different guy that they're supposed to be, that I always felt like I was missing out on. And so Mikey, he's, he was funny, you know, and, and he was, um, you know, kind of a little unsure of himself, but he's, he's goofy and funny. And then, uh, Raphael, who's just, you know, hard and, and his, his character arc, I'm not going to, again, no spoilers here, but his character arc at the end, when you see the culmination yeah. of his relationship with his brothers, I was laughing out loud. Yeah. And that was a good moment. It, it was, it was just a, an unexpectedly, uh, if I had been going in expecting a good movie, I probably wouldn't have laughed as much. <laughs> But since I was expecting it to be terrible, it turns out, oh, this is actually kind of good. And, and meanwhile, with Guardians of the Galaxy, I went in expecting it to be the best of the best, you know, I, because those trailers look so good. And I think I was disappointed because I went in with such high expectations. Yeah. So I guess that's my lesson here is <laughs> set your expectations, no expectations low. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So no, I, I, I would say the one thing is they got Splinter. It's the most realistic rat i've seen and it was the the, the grossest <laughs> most repulsive looking thing he was you can like in the first one at least the rat looked lovable and huggable this one just yeah. looked gross <laughs> and and there was one change to the origin i mean there's been a number of different origins but the one change to the origin that i really i had i had to decide am i gonna go with this or not and if I don't, if I choose not to go with this, I'm just gonna frown for the rest of the movie, unless I take it for what it is, which is we're watching a cartoon, and that is, and I'm spoiling this right here. They learn karate from a book. Yeah. They they find a book in the sewer, and that's how they learn their ninja skills. Is is Splinter learns it from a book and teaches it to the boys, and that's that point where you have to decide, man. I can go with this because of this is the kind of movie that's going to be, or I can choose not to go with it because this is the kind of movie it's going to be. And, well, and I think, I, and, and I, reason, I went with it. And the, because the two primary contrasting origin stories is that in the cartoon, um, Splinter is actually a man who once he touches the ooze becomes a rat. But in the original movie, it was, he was the pet rat of his, of this master who was betrayed by shredder. <laughs> And then he, he learns karate he was, from watching, right? Yeah. And yeah. so he, as a rat, he does the martial arts move, moves from his cage. Man, those puppets, though, were good in, in the original movie. Yeah, they were pretty good. I mean, that was Henson and Henson's Henson. company. Henson's a whole nother level. They're, yeah. they're just brilliant. But uh, yeah, so I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Hey, I wanted to ask you, though. I can't remember if you mentioned this or not. Have you seen the... 
cartoon Turtles, uh, the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Forever? It's, Which one is that? Well, it was a cartoon movie that they did that was based on one of the more recent animated series. And it's the one where the original Turtles show up in the city where these new Turtles are. Now, and when I say original, I mean original as in the original cartoon. And then it turns out like Shredder is trying to go through the multiverse to kill or destroy all the turtles in all the different universes. No, I have not seen that. Oh, I need to send it to you. Yeah. Is it good? It is. I need to send it to you because I, I bought it because I was in the mood for, for turtles before I saw the movie. And I was like, I, I've heard good things about this. I at least want to see one good turtles movie before I go and see this one in the theater. (laughs) And what ended up happening was, um, well, I already told you what happened is I actually enjoyed myself, but it is a good, fun movie. It's animated. I think it's 80 minutes or something like that. So it's meant for like a, a two hour slot on Nickelodeon. Um, yeah, I haven't seen that one. I, yeah. You know, so I won't really, give away anything more then because yeah. Yeah. there are some surprises in there that will have you laughing and maybe not cheering, but almost cheering inside. All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll look at it because, you know, also I, I would highlight this. You know, TMNT, the, the animated, you know what also they had going for them in that one? Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart. Yep. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So. I enjoyed that movie, too. I I went, That was a movie I went and saw by myself but, when I was in Minneapolis all alone. Right. The fight between Leo and Raphael. They got it, and Raphael wins because he's actually stronger. <laughs> and... um you know, uh, Leo is the more responsible leader, of course, but in the battle, and Leo always thought he could take out Raphael, but then Raphael takes him out. It, they got it right. Yeah. Well, of all of these, I believe, I believe all three of these movies are now set to have a sequel. Um, X-Men Days of Future Past will have a sequel in X-Men Age of Apocalypse that's supposedly going to be in the 80s, but I'm not sure if that's accurate. Guardians of the Galaxy 2 already has a release date. Uh, And Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles did make enough money to warrant talk of a sequel right away. I'm just not sure how how quick they're going to turn around with that um, or if they actually are going to going to go ahead and do that but it was uh, fairly I, successful as far as just it's, it's been number one and two for the last what five or six weeks so it's um it's one of the successes of the summer yeah and guardians of the galaxy is breaking records um it's making lots and lots and lots of money wow hand over fist they announced the date of the sequel before the movie was released yeah and what's interesting is that there's actually uh, um a much higher percentage of females going to see Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. versus Avengers. Yeah. And I, I think a large part of that comes down to um, there are strong female characters in there, but also uh, the Ooh. guy who plays Star-Lord, he's no, he's a I, he's a lovable guy, you know? You know, I've, I asked all, the, all our, the girls that I know that, well, when I say women, like the wives, I go, what did you really like? It? Why? Why would are you guys talking about and their favorite characters? Groot. Oh, and and the raccoon. <laughs> they love yeah. Groot and the raccoon. They're just Rocket. lovable. They say. Yeah. Well, and dancing Groot at the dancing end. Dancing Groot was really oh, good. My, my wife just said to me that that she really liked the female character because she wasn't some ditzy bimbo, is what she said. Yeah. Well, and 
it's true. Except for the, the first one that they introduced, which is exactly a ditzy bimbo. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so although they, that's... They got both ends of the spectrum on that one. <laughs> well, with that one, they, they were, actually, that's a Marvel character um, who's like a performance artist kind of thing where she would make 3D movies. And so do you remember the black and white magazine Rampaging Hulk? Yeah. That entire series was retconned into being one of her movies. <laughs> because they're like, well, we've got this series. It's tied in, but it doesn't tie in real well. And it kind of breaks continuity here and there. So they they completely like use, that, use this character to retcon all that into, yeah, wow. it was just one of her 3D movies that you could have rented and watched or whatever. What happened to that character in the film? Uh, I mean, she she was there. disappeared. She just she's poof. She's gone. Yeah, because that was a plot thread they didn't have time to deal with. Okay. All right. Yeah. And I think the less said about the cameo at the end, the better. So. <laughs> Although it was hilarious. Really? You think it was yes. hilarious? Yes. <laughs> I don't think it was hilarious at all. Well. Why? I think if he wouldn't have said anything at all, it would have been more funny. But it just the line was stupid and the voice was dumb and the character design looks dumb. <laughs> I thought the line was passably funny. Passably? Okay. I, okay. Yeah. I could take passably from you. Well, it was, it was surprising that he was there at all. And then to have it as something that just like, you know, without giving too much weight, brings the entire movie universe full circle if you know what i'm saying yeah um just you know very interesting how they just slipped it into however you say it was surprising second time i watched it when they first go into the collector's place yeah he's there he is right there front and center now it's front and center well i should say it's back and center let's put it that way back (laughs) and center you can see him and sitting in his little glass thing but, yeah. <laughs> but. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, well, what are you going to do? Okay. Well, I think we've covered them then. Do you recommend them? And who do you recommend them for? I think that's one of the. We have one, I have one more question after that I'm going to ask you. So I'm going to set you up with the last question, but give you time to answer or to think about it by, by asking the, the, the penultimate question. The last question is going to be what kind of spiritual something can you pull from these movies uh and you know it can be a stretch or or not but but then the question that you're going to use right now the time to think about that last question here's the other question is who do you recommend it to and or do you recommend them to so you have to do you steve it's easy for you just one movie yeah i would recommend uh guardians of the galaxy to um adults who don't mind a, a little bit of body humor um and some bad words um but you know you can sort of let that go and then just have a good time with it um and also if you don't mind uh, plot holes and things not tied up and things not making a whole bunch of sense but you know sometimes it doesn't need to in a movie you just sort of fill that in with your own brain um true uh, yeah true. so dr jace yeah uh, let's start with Guardians. Who would I recommend it to? Yeah. Uh, well, pretty much for all of these films, I'd probably recommend them to the people who listen to our podcast, which is our parents or, you know, relatives. Um, 
you know, we have a little bit, pretty, a little bit larger audience than that. <laughs> um, you know, it's. I would say it's their PG thirteen movie. So, for you're going to take your kids to it, I'd say I think I believe the strongest language is in Guardian of the Galaxy, maybe a couple of things in in X Men. There's some partial nudity in um, in uh, X Men, which is basically Wolverine's backside. Um, so anybody who's really sensitive to those kinds of things, avoid it. But um, or just wait for the TBS version. <laughs> nice. Yeah, and, and I would go along similar lines there. Uh, although Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is definitely the more I, I don't know if I want to say family friendly, but it's more family friendly than the other two. Um, it, because it surprised me how un Michael Bay it was in in a lot of areas. Not in storytelling, <laughs> but and Michael Bay didn't direct it, um, but he was definitely you could you could feel his footprint, fingerprint, footprint, yeah. whatever. <laughs> yeah, his fingerprint was all over Shredder. Um, it's heel print. <laughs> and and the, the same with Guardians and, and X Men, though. I mean, they're for they're for older fans of this kind of thing. If you're listening to our podcast, then you're probably the the perfect audience for these, as far as the the what they're trying to hit. And yeah, I would I would just say Doctor Jace is right. Um, Did you hit that audience? He called you perfect. Yes, yes. Well, they are perfect. If they're listening they're to us right now, they're, they're perfect, yes. <laughs> so, uh, spiritual element to draw from any one of these. Just one from any one. Well, I think um, one of my favorite things about the Guardians of the Galaxy is, which the problem is that I, I can't go into the details of it because it could spoil some things, is the whole concept of family and, and sacrifice. And one of the best characters actually makes a sacrifice and um to me the whole concept of course i was looking at i was watching it with my family as well as um you know looking at as a pastor that this is you know as the church as our as a spiritual family and 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 biological family to take care of each other even though we're all imperfect none of us are have it all completely together. We have to have a little bit of grace for each other and we have our oddities, but in our uniqueness, God uses us despite our frailties. Um, and I just, I really appreciate that in the more poignant, poignant moments of that, of that film. I think you could also on a more or less, no more surface level, but some of those same elements are applied to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. One difference being Guardians of the Galaxy is a family that's kind of brought together and formed in the movie. And Mutant Ninja Turtles is about family that's already, you know, they're already a unit. They're already a family family unit. Uh, although they're bringing April O'Neil kind of into the circle. But, yeah. um, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, if there is a theme, and every story has a theme, but some of Michael Bay's stories don't necessarily come close but um teenage Ninja turtles if there is a theme i think it is that that theme of family and that theme yeah. of you know i'm gonna find my brothers why because they're my brothers you know i gotta yeah i gotta help you know and yeah it's dangerous and they annoy me but i'm still gonna go <laughs> <laughs> so like most brothers yeah and the thing with x-men and this is another reason why i want to see it again there's a, some rich stuff in that movie about um, blame 
and acceptance and your motivations, you know, doing the wrong thing for the right reason. And, you know, that whole idea, like in Romans, where it's uh, the things I do, I do not want to do with mystique and with her mission. And, and there, there's some rich stuff there with the character interactions. And, and, you know, if I do this, will, will Charles, you know, will he still care about me? And it doesn't matter if, if they care about each other anymore. And, um, Again, some again, you're getting into some family stuff there. You're getting into some, if not family stuff, you're getting into some just interpersonal relationships. That there's some good stuff there, but again, I just want to see it again to see if it if it really holds up. Is it as bad as I remember, or is it as good as I remember? I just <laughs> it's been so long since I've seen it too. That's the other thing. We're talking months now. You guys should just come to my house and we can do an X Men marathon. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> oh, by the way, P.S. Ben, you're now tied. I am? Yeah. Wow. No way. It's like an alternate universe. 617. <laughs> wow. Okay, well. Wow. Hunt? He's not doing too well right now. But is that because they're... Not every team is playing today, right? No, no. It's no, just one only game. one team. Yeah, only one game. Two teams. Okay, all right. So, because these scores are going to get up into the hundreds. Right now it's 12 and 12, right? You know, just based on that for the entire season, I am now projecting Ben as the runaway champion. (laughs) (laughs) Well, runaway something, maybe. (laughs) Run away, run away. Run, Forrest, run. All right, well, you guys have any, uh, any final words then? As we, uh, Michael, Michael Bay, improve and don't ruin the turtles. (laughs) Um, Patrick Stewart being as many movies as you possibly can and guardians of the galaxy. Um, I hope you follow the star Trek model and make the second one, the best one yet. Excellent. Steve, I heard your, your final words were Uga Chaka. Yeah. That's good. Yep. Well, and I guess I have only one final word, and that is um, after I say thanks for listening, I'm just going to say Godspeed. Thanks for listening to the Strangers and Aliens summer movie series. You can email us at podcast at strangersandaliens.com. Or leave us a voicemail at 1-804-37-ALIEN. That's 1-804-372-5436. We'd love to hear from you. You can also go to our website, strangersandaliens.com, leave a comment on the blog, or check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash strangersandaliens. We're also on Twitter, Strange and Alien. Check us out. This podcast is a proud member of the Crossover Nexus, a group of podcasts and blogs that engage faith and pop culture. Find out more at www.crossovernexus.com. 